For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Pullman Road has waited so long for this, but Ipswich Town have been promoted. What, what a day. Incredible. That's how you get it done, isn't it? 6-0 winners on the final day. Five of them inside 32 minutes. Unbelievable. 18 games unbeaten. Five wins in a row. 13 wins in the last 14 games. 43 goals scored in that run. And just two conceded. And of course, friends, the most important stat, one promotion earned. Hello, friends. How was your weekend? How's your head? Something to celebrate today, isn't it? Ipswich Town have been promoted. This is a pod that's been in the making for five and a half years. We've been through a lot of shit together, friends. But today, we're going to sit here and bathe in the warm glow. Finally, it's our time. Ipswich Town have gone up. I am Mark Heath. The Wet Bandits are with me to present what's going to be quite an emotive, a feeling show today. But first of all, let's chat with them, shall we? Andy Warren, that little clip we played in there that was your instant reaction pitch side, that is easily the most excited and animated I've ever seen you. You hit levels there I didn't realise you could hit. How are you? It's cringy watching yourself back, isn't it? Absolutely um, not. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, Saturday was all right. Saturday was all right. From, like, from the moment... You kind of walk in down to the foot down to the football ground, cycled past Isaacs on the waterfront and saw the owners kind of draped in Ipswich Town fans at right at the front there on the waterfront. You kind of you kind of knew it was gonna be it was gonna be a really good day in the sun. And um yeah, that's it, that's exactly exactly how it ended out. Very, very, very special. And you're partnering crime through all the shite you've been through over the past few years covering Ipswich Town. Now we can finally, as I say, bask in the glow of promotion. Stuart Watson, you've covered town for 12 seasons, I think. A lot of that has been relentlessly bleak. But on Saturday, you were able to stand pitch side with your work husband and extol the virtues of a promotion. How excited were you? Were you surprised by how excited Hutchie was? No. <laughs> no, no I, I, I'm well aware that Andy has got, uh, has got levels in him. Um I'm still still a couple of days on. I'm a little bit lost for words. It was yeah, it was a special day. It felt like a lot. It just whipped up all the memories of everything that led to that point. There was um, we were fortunate enough to to get ourselves down pitch side right at the very end, and um, yeah, I enjoyed the moments with some of the members of staff that have been there for a long time at this football club. Of course, we're going to give all the praise to to the owners and Mark Ashton and McKenna and the new players that have that have enabled this to happen but that it was nice sharing that moment with some of the people that have that have been there mm. all the all the way through the bad stuff whether that was fans when Andy and I went and had a, a quick drink to celebrate afterwards whether that was members of staff that have been there throughout um yeah it just felt like a, a big release of emotions after a, after a long old build up hold on you went for a drink afterwards with the fans I didn't know this, but what happened? Where were you? Um, 
we just went down to Isaac's for one. Uh, just yeah, uh, yeah just, uh, just wanted to see what the vibe was like out in town on quite a momentous day. Um, one, one quick drink and then home because there was obviously plenty of work to do. Um, and then sat there writing away into the wee hours of, of uh, Sunday morning, watching the various uh, footage of the players out mm. celebrating um, appear on social media, which was fun. Well, that, while that was going on, I, I went and got a kebab and sat in the door in in the doorway of my dentist and ate it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want my wife to know that I'd had it. And then you also fueled yourself with party rings, actually. You smashed an entire pack of party rings. You were saying while you put together that two a.m. reaction podcast. Yeah, the party rings. Um, the party rings got me through writing up all the quotes from the players, mm-hmm. uh, and continued to get me through up uploading. Mm-hmm a lot of pictures into our system which takes forever in our yep. system so that's another half a pa- pa- pack of party rings done there and then just one or one or two more when putting the pod together as well between between little bits of recording yeah that's that's um, what promotion tastes like mate party <laughs> party, party rings and he was a very good wingman to me we finished we left the ground at i don't know what time it was it was getting on for nine o'clock wasn't it by the time obviously it was a sort of elongated working arrangement after the game. We had to wait a lot longer to get McKenna because of the the lap of honour and everything like that. So left the ground later than usual, stepped outside, heard the, the chance sort of floating back across town towards Portman Road. And we undenied and I said, come on, we've got to at least go and have one. Andy, Andy obviously, Andy's one was a, was a Diet Pepsi. Um, large, a large one. Yeah, he'd calmed himself down. The the uh, the excitable Andy you saw in that video by that point, he was he was back. He was back on a back on an even kill, much like McKenna. Um, I had a real fear that I was going to get the taste. I was going to have one, and I had to promise Andy, do not. <laughs> I'm prone to a bit of peer pressure. Do not let me get swept up in this. I had a backup um, observations comment piece because obviously that we are, I have to get something online for 6 a.m. the next morning I might have just written one observation I went out and got drunk and then dealt with it the next day um but no and Andy was the sensible sensible voice and the uh, time to time to go home Stu work to do work to do can I just say it was very good for shadowy government figures to ensure we have a bank holiday an extra day for people to enjoy this promotion there's also another one next week to hopefully enjoy the coronation of the League One champions. There's something else going on with the King or something on Saturday, but um, that's that's been very well planned indeed. And I hope your head is not too sore. Indeed, I kind of hope that some of you are still drunk from Saturday. You've not been sober since about 5pm Saturday night. Before we get into the, the, the meat of the show today, and it's going to be different because I've got to be honest, I don't give a toss about the game and analysis. I want emotion. Sport at its best is how it makes it how it makes you feel. And days like Saturday don't come around very often. So I want to talk a lot about feelings and emotions on today's show. And I'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. But Hutchie, I've got to address a couple of elephants in the room, first of all. One, boys, and this is something we're going to have to at some point address. Yes, they won 6-0 on Saturday, right? Fantastic. But they were 5-0 up at half time, and they only got one goal in the second half. That's not going to cut it at championship level. You can't take your foot off the pedal like that. So at some point, one of you boys is going to have to write that. And the other thing, Hutchie, your ratings... 10 out of 10 across the board. Absolute joke. You've let yourself down big time there, mate. Your credibility shot to bits. What have you got to say for yourself? I'm not bothered, mate. <laughs> I, I, don't really, I, don't, I don't really care what you think um, on that. Um, 
they handled that day perfectly. And that's the line. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Good. I just thought I had to address those before we, we moved on. Right then, as I say, today is all about feelings, about emotions. Ipswich Town has been promoted first time in 23 years. And the way we're going to do this, friends, is I've selected some pictures from an epic, historic day on Saturday. I'm going to flash them up on screen. Obviously, if you're listening audio-wise, I'll describe them. But, but for the full force, you'll need to watch this back, really, so you can see the pictures as we're talking about them. I'm just going to invite the boys to talk about them. I'm also going to go on mute because the one person who's not excited, as you can probably hear, is Benson the Bulldog, who's asleep behind me. So I'll, uh, I'll mute myself as much as possible to not spoil your listening and viewing pleasure. Right then, friends, let's start with the first picture of the day, which is this one. For those of you just listening, this is the extraordinary scenes of town fans welcoming the coach to the stadium. Sort of thing you would see before a game in Brazil or Spain or Turkey. Certainly not the things you'd expect to see on a, on a quiet Suffolk road about two, two hours before a football game. We've got pyro. We've got fans everywhere. We've got blue and white everywhere. Boys, you were there. You were soaking it up. Talk to me about it. Stewie, do you want to start? Yeah. For me, this was the most special part of the day, which sounds ridiculous when they've won 6-0 and then celebrated promotion afterwards. But this this was the moment for me that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting them to win. I wasn't expecting this scale of a welcome and I think it took McKenna and the players by surprise as well. Obviously, it had been talked about on social media, come and greet the coach. I thought a few hundred might come outside. And it, and as you said, it might be that kind of slightly low-key Suffolk bit of polite applause as the team coach turned the corner. This picture here probably doesn't do it justice. Uh, Andy and I went out about quarter past one uh, at the time that the team coach was said to arrive. And we couldn't move. We had to fight our way down to the end of that road to get a vantage point, to take some video. Um, it was it was remarkable. Um, and that's all I can say about it, really. It was remarkable. I've got another one, Hutchie. Hold on. That is mad. That's the fans, I think, about to greet the players coming off the coach. You can't really see anything because there's blue smoke everywhere and ticker tape and stuff um hutchie emote talk to me about it uh no I, th I think that one is it the bus ground to a halt once it had gone past the recycling center and gone past the bus depot it tried to turn the usual corner into constantine road down down at the bottom there it tried to turn but couldn't and was stuck there for ages because there were simply so many people there um so this is i think this is trying to turn right before then turning left into the ground um, but this, this reminds me of kind of the night after the night after the Wembley, the Wembley playoff final win, when everyone came home and, um, I don't remember any pyro that day, but the, the streets were lined and cars were just, I don't think the team were even about here. People were just driving round and round and round and people were out kind of lining streets. Um, that reminded me of that, but like seeing kids on parents' shoulders was great. All the flags, amazing. Um, Ross ended up covered in blue, um, blue pyro smoke residue on all down the back of his neck. Uh, I'm sure many others were the same, but the smell of it was brilliant. 
loved loved the smell of the pipe. It's like Speedway smells. Um, the smell makes it. But um, I think that that is the bit that that like young kids that were that were there will remember that this bit of the day, all the color, the noise. Um, that's what they'll remember. They'll remember the game, of course, and and some celebrations at the end. But I think really the true the true memories will be of will be of that because that ain't going to happen for a, for a, at least a year. It was all the various different age groups of that fan base that were out there that I loved. Everywhere you looked, there was a different story to be told on the faces of the people. There was a moment almost in the bus depot held back was a was an elderly gentleman that I saw. Um, and he just sort of was wistfully smiling and looking out upon all this carnage as if to think, yeah, this is, you know, this is bringing back f- memories flooding back from sort of halcyon days of, uh, you know, success that's been a long time coming. Then you had people that were in their 20s that were just joyfully grabbing hold of this, that if, if you're under the age of 30, you can probably, I mean, we're going back 23 years to 2000, aren't you? So there's people that can barely remember 2000, 2001 in here that have been success starved and that have gone through this sort of 10 years plus of nothingness that were just grabbing hold of this moment and celebrating it. And then you had, as Andy said, the, the really younger fans that were sort of on top of dad's shoulders and you could just see that look of utter intoxication in their face. Like you say, the, the smell, the colour, the noise... That's it. They're hooked now. That that is a love affair locked in for life. Um, you know that whole Bobby Robson thing of walking up the steps and seeing the pitch and and all of that. And and this football club was in real danger of losing that next generation of fans. There were points, and we've heard this in fans forums where dads were turned saying, "I was virtually having to bribe my kids to go." And we were getting to halfway into a football match on a cold Tuesday night, and they were saying, "Can we go home now?" Um, people walk, kids walking around with Man City and Arsenal shirts on around the town centre. That that was a that was a real issue. Ipswich couldn't have gone on much longer. Um, so this season is massive. This is massive for for getting that next generation hooked in again. Boys, be honest. Did you ever think you'd see anything like that? We, I mean, we kind of hoped. I mean, clearly. Sports tend to be cyclical, football cyclical. Eventually, one day, it will be your turn, just by the law of averages. So we kind of knew one day we'd see town get promoted again, for example. But those kind of scenes, just extraordinary, Hutchie. Well, that that's everything that's gone before that's made that's made that happen. That uh, you you don't get that for a, a League One promotion. <clears throat> that's the that's the pain of the past fueling fueling all of that. The long the long long wait. Um, but no, like Sue said, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that many people. I wasn't expecting that much noise. I, the, I don't think the team were either, because I think they might have left the training ground a little bit earlier if they'd known that um, that so many thousands were there waiting for that. But yeah, I think so. So much of Saturday was down to the twenty years that came before and the emotions that built up over that time, and were just there to get out. And also just the such confidence in the team because I don't, it's kind of a perfect storm really because the scenario where this has all happened is, is because we felt so confident they'd get the job done. Like you don't turn up for playoff finals like that. The, the, too many nerves, 
But I think the lack of nerves meant that everyone felt able to celebrate almost before the game, which without being cocky about it, we all thought that it was going to end well that day, didn't we? And the fact you turned up at Portman Road just ready to celebrate, not even thinking about really the nervous side of it and and what if this goes wrong, just allowed everyone to just be free and happy. The reason we felt confident in it, and we discussed this in the pre-match, is because we knew McKenna and the players weren't in that mindset and they'd proven that you know time and time again this kind of next game mantra and staying humble and respecting every opponent you knew that their mindset was bang on which allowed us to to start thinking ahead and start enjoying it and post-match Kieran McKenna said that they'd just been taking the pee out of one of the staff members who had brought a spare you know a change of clothes for the uh, the night out afterwards I think they genuinely had discussed don't start planning where you're going tonight. Don't start bringing your, your party clothes and you're going out shoes. And and I think that was genuine because if you look at the footage of the players out celebrating, they're all in their they're all in their training wear still, you know. So that's why you had that's why we were able to kind of start enjoying it before a ball had been kicked. Because as Andy said in that video, the post-match video, it's really hard to feel nervous about this too. I love it. Right then, next picture. I'm not entirely sure where this sits in the timeline, but the reason I've included it, I'll, I'll explain when I flash it up. So this, if you're just listening, this is the players running towards the fans. Now, in my head, this is as soon as the, the final whistle's gone, but I don't think in reality that's actually how it happened, is it? There was a bit of a pitch invasion. The players went off and then came back. So I'm assuming this is when they've been off and then they've come back to kind of run to the fans. But either way, this is to signify the moment, if you like. Town have been promoted. Yes, they're promoted from about eight minutes into the game. But um what what was this like, boys? Seeing seeing this, seeing scenes like this. Hutchie. Well we were we were right we were down by the tunnel at this point um and couldn't see that this had started to happen, but you could hear the kind of the roar begin to build as they all started to run run towards um it's a picture of unity that isn't it of um of fans and players just united. I love looking at it. You can see there's a group of people that have made their way into the shop. Uh, I want to. I want to think that they were people that couldn't get tickets for the game. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. So that window up there, that's the window that yeah. looks out of the club shop. So I want to think that those are people that couldn't get into the game, but the shop opened once it finished, so we're able to kind of sneak a little running down, yeah. sneak a little peek. They've some of them in there have got kits on. Uh, there's yeah. a steward in there. Who uh, as well, it, and I, I really, I've only just spotted that. I really like that. That um, just emphasising that any vantage point will do to watch, uh, to watch these celebrations. Stu, um, as I said, you've you've covered fans for twelve years. You've got nowhere near success in that time. When it was all finally confirmed, and I know we were pretty much confident it was going to happen, and obviously what happened on the pitch meant it was confirmed by half time, basically. But when that final whistle went, and it was a hundred percent job done. How did you feel? I felt fine. <laughs> yes, yes, get in. Um, I think my my emotional moments came probably uh, driving home from Barnsley on Wednesday, and that was the moment that I think it was dawning on me that this is happen. This is happening. Um, and reminiscing with Andy, we put together the list for that this is four piece that I'd written in the build up to it. And that really sort of brought home 
how many miles physically we've put into covering this team up and down the country, uh, behind closed doors football, all the rubbish that had led to that point. So I think that was probably one of the emotional moments for me. The actual game itself, as I say, there was the emotions of that pre-match bit. That was another moment that really hit me during the game. That emotion just dis- dis- dissipated so quickly when the goals started going in. I mean, it was just, it w- it was laughable when the goals started to go in. As goals three, four, five went in, just laughter. It was just <laughs> involuntary. You just thought, this is ridiculous, outrageous. Got to win to get promoted and you're 5-0 up at half time. 5-0 up just after half an hour. Your um, hands ended up on your head at goal five. You you just sitting back in your chair with your hands hands on your head. For, I think for that was the reaction of everybody, wasn't it? Um, so during the game, then that just became sort of enjoyment and just smiling and soaking it all in. And after the match, when we did that video and it was all going on, it was just it, it's nice. It was smiling. It was probably you know that the. It was a little bit overwhelming. I struggled to kind of write that night when I got home. All the words, the thousands and thousands of words, hundreds of thousands of words I've probably written about this football club. And it felt like a a sort of a big moment to write some sort of huge piece that kind of signified this. And I I really struggled to find the words. It was just sort of overwhelming, really. And it's still kind of sinking in a little bit, a little bit now. Also, winning a game they have to win. 6-0. 6-0. That's that's not normal for Ipswich Town. There always has to be, or at least there used to be, some sort of drama involved. And we're even joking, weren't we, after all the build-up, Ipswich Town nil, Exeter City nil. And you wouldn't have... Yeah, that, that's the old attitude, though. We've, we've got... Yeah. That, that's changed. It, re- it really has changed, hasn't it? And, and it's still there, nagging away at the people that have witnessed it all. But it is different now. Hold that thought. These pictures, by the way, Steve Waller, they're also a mixture of PA. This is my probably my favourite picture of the day. It's the picture that's on the front of our uh, supplement today, the verdict. And it's this one. Annoyingly, it doesn't quite fill the screen, which is annoying the, the pedant in me. But this is Sam Morsey carried aloft by fans in that mini kind of pitch invasion. Talk to me about Sam Morsey, boys, and what he's meant to this team, what he's brought to the team. We remember when, after that, Tonking by Bolton, Paul Cook said that would never happen again with Sam Morsey in the side. He'd bring ten times that to the side, which obviously in the early going was was probably a level that no one could reach, let alone Sam Morsey. But you feel like this season has been a personal mission for Sam Morsey right from the very start. He's been talking about the process. I know what it takes to get promoted. Do things you need to be doing. Look after yourself every day, and the end goal will come. Don't worry about the end goal commit to the process, embrace the grind, all that kind of stuff. Stewie, talk to me about Sam Morsey. The first thing I'd say is this is why the pitch invasion was a good thing. I don't want to linger too much on this at the moment because uh, it's split opinion, the the pitch invasion, the reaction to it and all of that. But I thought it was done very respectfully. It was on and off in 10 minutes and it gives you pictures like that. Iconic pictures of players being held aloft. And we're talking about this bond between fans and a relatable group of players. 
I thought everyone was a winner in that. They got on, people could enjoy it. The players got that moment that everyone got off again when they were asked quite quickly and, and then you could do the, the lap of honour stuff. Um, Sam Morsi, he has been McKenna's right-hand man. He has been the mini-manager in that changing room. He has been a man who took his game to new levels in the middle of Ramadan recently. You know, they're playing eight games in April and... Uh, for a portion of that, Sam Morsi isn't able to eat or drink throughout the, you know, until for, for throughout the, the entirety of the day. It's, um, he has been the beating heart, the, the engine room, um, the leader. Connor Chaplin will, will scooped up all of the awards, and, and you cannot argue with that with the ridiculous goal tally that he's got as a number 10, but, um, we said it a few weeks back, and I stick by it. Sam Morsi uh, has been the player of the season for me. Hutchie, do you want to pick that up and run on, on the Morsi and that the, the kind of feeling that picture gives you? Yeah, he's he, he's the driver, isn't he? There's the, the good thing about this Ipswich team is that the captain doesn't doesn't need to be everything. Whereas we've kind of been on a diet of late of sort of loop. Luke Chambers having to fill so much sort of of a vacuum um, in terms of leadership, in terms of being vocal, in terms of being a, like accountable. This team doesn't need Sam Morsi to be like that, but but he clearly is um, and sets sets standards. Paul Cook wanted him here to set standards, and I think the fact that he's continued to do that for a new manager that he had and taken it further actually for a new manager that he had no existing relationship with whatsoever um no existing relationship whatsoever during his to like before coming here but he's also taken his own game up a level his own game uh is is, is like higher than than it ever is it's been really and he's been he's been at an exceptional level for the entire season and dragged people along with him who, who have who have raised their own games um it's credit to all of them really right i've got loads of pictures i want to get through so let's uh let's start hammering through a couple i've got some pictures of players now from saturday um i could have obviously picked out the whole squad but i've, I've picked players quite deliberately that we can chat about first one it's minty <laughs> now we talked before about how important the January signings have been. But Stewie, you said right from the start, Nathan Broadhead made your balls tingle, hence the nickname Minty. Um, he's been like rocket fuel for this team, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I think I wrote a piece going back a few weeks as this was all starting to lift off that if, if I was to pick out one factor, of which there's been many, wipes which have been able to go to a new level from February onwards... He would be the one. The man to his right, just chasing him down in these celebrations, would would be a very close second, Massimo Luongo. But all four of the January signings have obviously taken what was a very, very good Ipswich team already that was dominating games, that looked already the real deal, but was just maybe not quite clinical enough at both ends of the pitch. Um, he's been, he's just added a, a sprinkling of stardust, an X factor a coolness um, to the team. He's been, uh, he's been an incredible signing. Next up, unless you want to add anything on Minty Hutchie. 
Um, well, yeah, he's, not, he, he's clearly a very good player. I think he's also a really good example of 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 everything the club has done to move forward. That the fact that they're able first to to spend to get someone like that, but also have an environment where they're able to convince somebody like that to actually join in the first place was just high, highlights the steps that the club the club have made. Because yes, you can you can have the money. But you can't. You, they they won't come if they're not impressed with what they what they've seen with what they're sold. Impressed with the manager. Impressed with the squad. Mark Mark Ashton can sell the sell the club to people incredibly well. Clearly, um, so yeah, brilliant player who is hopefully got so much more to give to Ipswich, but also also someone that maybe just shows the environment that's here too. Going to stick with you, Hutchie, as I bring up the next one. Boom, George Hurst. Yeah, what's yeah. what's he meant to this team? And the reason I've kind of added this really is because clearly there's a question about George Hurst now that we uh, we need answered going forward. Fabio Wardley told me that he was trying to persuade George Hurst to stay um, while he was on the pitch at the end there. Um, now we need Leicester play Everton tonight, don't they? And that's a huge game. Do we need Leicester to stay in the Premier League to have any chance of? Town bringing George Hurst here permanently. Is there any chance? What do you reckon, boys? Hutchie, talk to me. I think that there has to be a chance of him being here next year, surely. Like, he's not kind of said it in the same way that Christian Walton said it about kind of finding a home and, and really kicking things off. Christian Walton was a high, very highly rated young goalkeeper who couldn't couldn't get into the Brighton team and play, but at was able to show he was good enough at times, but needed a home. He's found one at Ipswich. George Hurst has barely had a sniff at Leicester. Yeah, maybe relegation to the Championship might open a door for him there, but he's got more of an emotional attachment to Ipswich. You've got to think, hasn't he? There's more of an emotional attachment to Ipswich Town after achieving this in the last four months than, than a Leicester team. He's barely... He's barely played for and been off on loan at, at Rotherham and been off on, on loan at um, at Portsmouth. So, wouldn't surprise me if he was here next was here next year. But he's brought so much, hasn't he? Into, he he's a you can see exactly why they trailed him for for a year to get him. Um, I had a little chat with George on the pitch after the game as well. Obviously, there was the. Uh, Inevitable few questions about what what next for you, um, which will be appearing in print uh, in the coming days. But um, yeah, a little glint in his eye. Um, he's cheering on Leicester. He said, "Obviously, his employers make of that what you will." Um, I think that there's every chance Ipswich could keep him. He's like Andy says, he's got an emotional attachment here. Can Ipswich Town afford him? You would imagine so. Um, they're up into the championship now, which was was a major hurdle. Um, don't underestimate the feeling of sort of love and adulation and how much of a draw that that will be. Um, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm sure feeling... these. Sorry, mate. I'm sure these That's same right. chat these same chats were had about Martin Royster after the playoffs in in 2000. He was only on loan um, at that point, and. Uh, Look what he he ended up he ended up signing. You you have to you have to do you have to do these things. 
my main feeling about this picture is those blue and white wigs being sported by fans. I think it, I think we need to get you some of them boys for the uh, the trip to Fleetwood. Maybe you can spend the whole game wearing them. What do you reckon? I'm just I'm just sad that Stu. Well, I'm not sad, cause, but I'm, can Stu still be the mascot even in this? <laughs> like, like even in this scenario, can we? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to pull some strings. You have that kind of that kind of link. So uh, if you can make it happen, I'm absolutely up for it. Good. What, st- what stage did we discuss that? That was if Ipswich don't finish in the top six. Top six, you guaranteed that. quite that early in the season. Quite early on, yeah, I guaranteed you said top they were top six. six and, and, that was and after that was after Shrewsbury. Three-nil win at Shrewsbury. Mm. Right. Next player. It's an obvious one, but let's talk about him. Because with with this guy, and obviously it's Connor Chaplin setting all sorts of records, he's as much as he's a, he's a great football player, clearly he is, but there's kind of extra stuff around him that I think makes him a really intriguing character. He's a really compelling personality. He gets involved off the pitch as well. And that whole kind of connection between Touchline and Terrace, trademark Stuart Watson, is only possible because of players like Connor Chaplin and, and that kind of thing. So talk to me about Connor Chaplin, Hutchie. What's he meant to this team? What does he mean to, to you? What does he mean to... The success of Ipswich Town emote. I think he he sums up. I think he is the front man for all that's good about the club. Clearly, he's had the season of his life on the pitch. Twenty nine goals. He'll hit thirty. There's no way he's not scoring a goal at Fleetwood. Absolutely no way. Um, that's that's incredible to have done that. But he, I think he he kind of sums up to me just how rapidly this hastily built team was loved, even when things weren't going great at the start of that Paul Cook season. Um, and I think Macaulay Bond had played an incredibly big part in this, in, in Ipswich fans buying into that team, which obviously included Connor Chaplin, Wes Burns, Morsi and Walton weren't far behind. But the core of that that arrived under Cook that summer um Chaplin embodies all of that. Him and Burns really are just how quickly a, 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 the group of fans have ad- adopted these people as their team. It, it didn't have to go like that. When you chuck a team together in a in a summer, and yes, it took a year for them to kind of get get things right. It took a change of manager to get things right. But so many of these players came in that summer, and they didn't have to work. Some of them didn't, but the core of it did. And um, and he embodies all of that because, like you say, he does so much on the pitch, but a lot off it as well. Is is this a, an appropriate moment just to to pause and and um, acknowledge that Paul Cook put a core of these players in in place? I think that's only fair. Um, you could argue we were talking about this. You go back through, and it's I don't know how far you want to take this argument, but that a lot of what various former managers have tried to do in principle was correct. There was a feeling that when Paul Hurst came in that there needed to be a bit of shock therapy and there needed to be, it was maybe a club that was in a bit of a comfort zone and and he took that too far in the end. Um, Paul Cook with demolition, Paul Lambert, if you go back to Paul Lambert where he was talking about structures behind the scenes not being right, he wasn't able to articulate the point very well, but talking about various things not being right behind the scenes. Um and then, and then to Paul Cook with Demolition Man and the feeling that, you know, a lot had to change and a certain the style of play that Ipswich Town are playing now isn't 
too far off what Paul Cook was wanting to uh, to bring in. It's um, it's four two three one. It's you're getting the ball wide, cutting the ball back. You, you speak to players there; they'll say, personality wise, Cook and McKenna are quite different, but tactically, there's there's not a lot of difference there. And recruitment wise, you go through that team: Walton, uh, Burgess, Morsey, Lee Evans, Burns, Chaplin. Anyone I'm missing in there? Um, Quite a, quite a few others, and, and then even the important sort of support players like Aluko and, and people like that as well. So, um, yeah, I just don't want to dwell too much on it, but I just I think it is important to acknowledge that, that Paul Cook uh, did put some of the foundations in here for this. Spot on, Stewie. Right, let's get back with some celebration, shall we? How's about this one? Luke Wolfenden, for those not watching right in the middle of a a melee of fans some shirtless beautiful day for it hugging Carl Edwards I think there's harness with him as well um Hutchie do you want to talk about this one it's not the best Luke Wolfenden picture slash video I've seen over the last 48 <laughs> hours I'll be I'll be completely honest he enjoyed himself on uh, on Saturday night uh, and so he so he should um he's He's been here through all of it in League One. Nobody's played more League One games for Ipswich than than Luke Wolfenden. Um, and he could so easily not have been here for this if it if it wasn't for Kieran McKenna. He was he was off. He was on the way in January of twenty 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 two. If um if things had been different, but they weren't, and um he's taken his game to to levels he'd not reached before. He's not the only one either, but I'm really pleased for Luke. He's someone I really like. And um, to have someone involved in this, uh, there's a, there's a few of them, obviously, Janoi Danassi and Caden Jack- Jackson too. Um, but to have someone there that's kind of been through all of the league one journey is, um, is great. I think And he's from it. He's an Ipswich boy as well. So even, even better. That was the other thing I was going to say, Hutchie. You've got uh, Luke and you've got Harry Clark, guys who are from the area and have that kind of extra connection that stands up to just making it a bit more special, doesn't it, when you've got homegrown, one of our own players um, in the team. Stewie, you can take this one. This is, if you again, if you're not watching, this is Kieran McKenna being hoisted aloft by his players and tossed liberally into the air. Um I'm not quite sure what he, he, he felt about it, but not the sort of thing you'd expect uh, Kieran McKenna to, to really get involved in. Um, but he did, and he looked like he was enjoying it. What did you make of it, Stu? How did he feel about it? I feel fine. Um, <laughs> uh, he was not very happy that he had to take. He had to change his top. That was it. He repeatedly kept telling it, apologising to everyone that he then had to get changed because he got soaked in the, in the celebrations that he had to go and put on a. Uh, basically had to go and get the, uh, like when you forgot your kit at PE and you had to go into the lost property basket and pull out one one from there. Um, told the media that. He told the owners that when he saw them. Um, but he enjoyed his moment, no doubt about it. It was lovely to see um, a release of emotions for him, for a man who's had to uh, to play it very straight and keep almost laughingly with, with our press conference it's become a bit of a running joke he 
Have you looked at results elsewhere? Have you looked at the table? Have you? No, no, no. One game at a time. And um, it was genuine and there was a reason for it and it worked. But it was nice for him to to finally be able to kind of let his hair down and, and enjoy the moment. Um, by the time we spoke to him, about two hours after the final whistle, he was already back on sort of um, game mode and starting to talk about, we'll enjoy this for a couple of days and we go to Fleetwood on Sunday. It'd be nice to finish it with a title, 100 points, 100 goals. And, you know, already there was a bit of a wry smile when questions about what can you do next season in the championship were were coming up. And, you know, he'll it, um, it, it'll be ready to, to keep pushing because that is a very ambitious man, I'll tell you that. And he did enjoy it as well. We ended up on the the, uh, the balcony at Isaac's kind of whipping up fans on the waterfront. So he did at least he did at least let himself in, enjoy it for the evening. In that picture, I really like that his pen is about to fall out of his pocket. Um, that's one of his tools. Uh, <laughs> so it is a very, I would say, very modest, average looking big biro there. I, I thought yep. he'd maybe have a special pen with it with his initials on or something. Stay Obviously humble. Not. Stay humble, exactly. And with that pen, he's drawn a masterpiece, hasn't he, boys? Um, right then, let's move on to the next one. Stewie, talk to me about these guys. Uh, the, the three lions. Mm. The game changer. Well, we've got left to right, Brett Johnson, Burke Abakai and Mark Detmer. Uh, really pleased that they managed to, to make it over for the celebrations. Ed Swartz, Schwartz there as well. Um I think it would have been just Mark same that Mark Steed and uh, Jason Schechterly as well. Obviously not part of the ownership group, but has played a, a big role in in kind of representing w- what the money means behind this project and has, has really sort of inspired the players with with a couple of visits this season. But um, yeah, our friends from across the pond who have um, really been the driving force behind all of this game changers they have been um, not just in terms of you know pumping the money in which they have done but also setting the culture of this football club and um the running towards adversity message and 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 everything that has been drilled into us about the community side of things being just as important and that was that was what was great about saturday is that you saw that you saw the results of all those messages in front of your eyes like we say players could have easily gone off and done their own thing. They could have gone into London and, and you know, got swallowed up in, in the city and, and been able to celebrate. But they stayed in Ipswich. They celebrated with the fans. Um, the owners were, like Andy said, mixing with everybody on the waterfront. It is chalk and cheese compared to the Marcus Evans era, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, th- thank you to everything they've done and will continue to do. Thing I, I like most. This is I couldn't find the picture actually. I should have used the picture I'm, I'm about to talk about. But Rossi shared a picture that he'd obviously taken of the three lines at some point during the game. And uh, Mr. Detmer, this can this cannot be a coincidence. Mr. Detmer was giving it the the Rossi fist in the picture. So we know they engage with with a lot of what we do. And I know Mark particularly, um, I think listens quite a lot to this show. So he must know that when Roscoe takes your picture, you put the jukes up. It's the way it has to be. <laughs> and I saw Brett Johnson talking about getting an Ipswich Town tattoo as well. So uh, there we go. Let's get a massive uh, one. Brett. Doesn't that speak volumes about the ambition here that already Mark, that, um, Brett Johnson's talking about following through on getting my tattoo. It, it was a, 
if this club gets to the Premier League, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Kieran McKenna, whilst he kind of went, he was asked about what can you do next season and what's the ambition. He, oh, come on, give me a chance to celebrate this one. And then did the sort of Frank Lampard transition into, no, but, ser- but seriously, we, we are ambitious. I am ambitious. And he drops in from time to time. I have managed a club in the Champions. I have been at, sorry, not managed, assistant manager at a club yeah. that's been in the Champions League. I want to go places. This club wants to go places. They're not hiding that ambition. That's what makes this, that's what makes all of this so exciting. It's not like, finally, they've got, you know, they've ended this League One pain and they're back. It's, this just feels like, the start now doesn't it it feels like lighting the blue touch paper mm. and it's and it's even more exciting when you see that lot up the road falling to bits at the moment about to enter the uh you talk about cycles i think they're about to enter the sort of the misery cycle that we've that we've uh lived through so it feels like a bit of a power shift going on at the moment also see at this point i should laud you for asking kieran mckenna the table question by the way i appreciate you put that to him he played it he straight bad it which i was disappointed with i thought he might play along but maybe next sunday is the time to ask him Matana sitting top of the table um <laughs> why don't we print it off i'll get yeah, it, just like, give it to him. take the laptop over look here it is this is the, <laughs> exactly this is how league one finished just see just so you know right then Hutch, you take this next one a bromance if ever there was one it's yeah. kieran mckenna and Mark Ashton having a little little hug after the game. Very tender moment. It's, it's almost a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what have these guys meant? How they there obviously clearly is a dynamic between them. He Ashton selected McKenna um out of the, yeah. nowhere, really. No one really knew who Kieran McKenna was apart from the hardcore in the game. We I'd never heard of him. Um I know I'm not sure you boys had either um when he when he emerged, but it couldn't have been a better selection. And the kind of dynamic and the working relationship between between these two is clearly a special thing. Mm. The only reason I'd heard of Kieran McKenna was because Manchester United fans were saying that him and that he wasn't very good. That this was at a point where Man United fans weren't um, weren't particularly pleased with where they they were going, and it's like yeah, and Solskjaer's assistants aren't up to much either. But he is, it turns out, um, and and Ipswich were. <laughs> Through Mark Ashton, we're able to identify that and and make what is clearly an absolutely inspired managerial appointment, isn't it? Look at those two there, the smiles. Um, Mark Ashton's filled a vacuum that Ipswich just had left empty for so many years, a proper figurehead running the football club, a firm hand on it, just didn't exist pre-takeover. So... We've talked about everything that he's done a lot, but it, that, that's all pretty clear. He selected the manager um, out of nowhere. Not only did he know of his existence, he knew of his coaching ability, he knew of his reputation, he knew of his character, and he knew that he might just be able to prize him away from Manchester United as well, which to take Kieran McKenna, a Manchester United fan, boyhood Manchester United fan who grew up with Eric Cantona shirts and and things like that, to, to take him away from Manchester United to come and manage a League One team who had just been knocked out of the FA Cup by Barrow on ITV4 after, what was it, Giant Squid Hunters, Stu? Whatever, whatever it was on the TV. Um, the whole the whole thing is remarkable, isn't it? And these two, in, in the year and a half they've been working together, have um, 
have masterminded all, all sides of the club to become the one that can have thousands of fans waiting outside with flares and banners and horns and, and stuff, have people waiting outside to go and watch the celebrations through a shop window. Um, those two those two have headed all of that up, helped by a lot of people, by the way. But and both of them would be very quick to acknowledge that that they've yeah. not done this that they've not done this alone. And 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 the fact they the fact they they clearly acknowledge that is is just part of why they've been so successful, I think. But um these are great. There's some other pictures of these two together as well. And um relief from Ashton, a release from Kieran McKenna. Um it was great to see. Can you speak? Just muted myself. Can you speak either of you about their personalities? Are, are they like a tale of fire and ice? Are they kind of opposites attract, or is it kind of two very like-minded individuals, um, one team, one dream sort of vibe? I think there is an element of that. Um, Mark is definitely a, a passionate, fired-up, energetic man, and everything he does attacks every day. Um, I think he's someone that probably needs the um, calmer voices around him sometimes. He's talked, I think, quite openly in his early days of going into kind of football leadership at Watford that he was someone that was a bit too headstrong at some times and has learnt lessons along the way. And on that front, Kieran, as we know, is is calm, methodical, analytical, all of those things. Um, that's not to say I think there is a, a fiery... He'll be... He'll be He'll tell you that he's got sort of an Irish temperament to him at times. And I think there's probably a side to him that we we don't see. I think there's probably a sense of humour to Kieran that we haven't fully fully seen yet, that he, he presents a certain face publicly. Um, but it, but in general, yes, I think there is... It's just a nice blend between between those two. And as, and as Andy has just acknowledged, that is also the people that surrounded them. I'm sure Martin Pert um, provides... A, a different dynamic alongside Kieran when they're doing the, the first team stuff. Mark Ashton's got people like Luke Verhan and uh, Gary Prober, Andy Rolls, uh, various people like that behind the scenes. They're, they're, they're too numerous to mention here. Um, there's a, a huge team behind the team here at Ipswich Town, but those those two um, seem to have blended together quite nicely mm. as the main figureheads. I think Mike O'Leary deserves a mention as well, who... who um you could see a twinkle in his eye. I, I had a chat with him both after, after the game at Barnsley and then very humbly he was waiting by the tunnel area where we were while the players and other staff were out in the pitch kind of celebrating. There, there was a twinkle in his eye of a man that's just got, he's got this really warm sort of calm aura around him who we know has been a really important figure for Mark Ashton, but also a really important figure for Ipswich Town as well. Um, yeah, he, he he's not in the foreground. Don't see him very often, but he um, but he's there and he's been so important towards linking up this ownership with Ipswich Town and um, deserves real credit for that. Right, we've got four pitches left, boys. Which is going to take us nicely to the hour, I think. This next one is just a representative of many pitches that could have been from Saturday, it's this. It is the fans. And not only that, Stu, you touched on it earlier, a lot of young faces in this picture of, of fans bedecked in shirts and blue and white and various town bits of kit. 
this was not, as you touched on earlier, Stu, this was not the case not too long ago. Kids would do anything to get out of having to go to the football with their parents to watch Ipswich Town. Um, can you talk a little bit about the newly re-energised fan base and that kind of uh, connection again between the team and the fans again, Stewie? Yeah, I, I can't really add much more than what I said earlier, that not so long ago it probably wasn't very cool or fashionable to say you supported Ipswich Town, even living in the town of Ipswich, and there was a genuine fear that they were going to go. Um now it is. Now uh, people have seen all of that and wanted to be part of it. And um, it's great. It's great. Um, that was, yeah, that was a big, big thrill of mine is to see these sort of younger fans now. And there was a moment I, I managed to sneak through and I was there as the players got off the bus. And in there's that sort of fencing that between the fan zone and the, the main driveway. <clears throat> There was kids sort of clambered up on on the metal fencing, sort of just shouting out to them from about twenty yards away. Where's Connor? Connor, you know, just getting up, just getting a wave and a hello, and just the thrill that they get from that. And then there was a select few that had, that had obviously been chosen to be to be mascots that kind of lined, created a bit of a guard of honour as the players just sort of briefly went through and, and into the to, sort of towards the changing room area. And, you know, just getting a hat, like a, a brief high five, a brief touch of their hero's hand. And, oh, my, he's touched me. Oh, wow. And they're all like huddled around each other. And it's just, that's football. That's that's why we all, at some point, no matter who, how old you are, we've all had that moment where we've fallen head over heels with football. And that's become our lives. And it's the same of, of so many. And Ipswich were going to lose that. And now they've got it back. And that's what's so great. That's lovely, Stu. I'm going to wipe a little tear away. Very, very well put. And of course, elephant in the room, you were talking about Hutchie there, weren't you? That's actually what's happening. What? Touching Andy's hand? Yeah. Never Getting watching excited. it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, then, there's one final, one final picture from the day. And it's this. It is, as Benson barks, to, to signify, this is the promotion moment. The... Uh, the champagne corks popped, the team celebrating, getting doused in alcohol. The moment they've worked for has happened. Hutchie, you want to talk about this one? I don't know who that sub goalkeeper is at the back. For it would be my first <laughs> first observation. First observation. <laughs> um, uh, I wonder if that might be Christian's dad. Maybe. Who Could knows? Be, yeah. But he's um, yeah. There's, there's a guy on in this picture who's who's wearing full goalkeeping kit uh who uh doesn't look like a member of the respectfully squad. A, a, a yeah. more mature gentleman uh, yeah this yeah. is Even goalie I, I love all this though all the all the all the banners that the, the uh, like little promoted the promoted flags and the boards and this the thing i love about this is is that it happened at portman road that that, that this happened there like there's something fitting about Ipswich's League One journey now coming to an end at Fleetwood, um, to which which kind of like the surroundings that sum up four years of this. Really, um, the only Accrington would have been perfect, though, wouldn't it? Just to end <laughs> end at Accrington, but it, it's Fleetwood. But the fact that this happened at Portman Road, so that um, everybody got to share this this moment, it's it's the players' moment. They're the ones that've done it, and they've shared it with 
they've shared it with the fans that have been there every step of the way with them as well. So to see the the, the, the champagne and there was some non-alcoholic uh, fizz as well going around. Um, to see all that popping and being sprayed around, um, players running to and from the dressing room collecting beer. Um, every so often, you just see one of them dash down the tunnel and come back with another box. With another box, um, just just for that to happen at Portman Road is is just it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Fleetwood is fitting, Andy, because it goes back to the very early stages of this League One journey and Jerry Barton questioning the mind games of Jerry Barton and questioning whether uh, the hand holding celebrations in what August September time were mm. were built on solid foundations. And of course they weren't. So to, yeah, you're right to go up to those sort of surroundings at Highbury, miles away, where Ipswich fans have travelled, is feels quite a fitting fitting end. Looking at that picture there as well, it's quite nice seeing. Um, we talked about the sort of the team behind the team, and that same of this as as a squad. Kieran McKenna brought on his actual sub goalkeeper, not the man that you've just mentioned, Vasklav Kladki towards the end of this game. I think to make a bit of a point, that was his first league minutes of the season, Vass, but has been, you know, a real good backup man, hype man, support man to Christian Walton throughout the season, has played his part in the Cups in those games against Burnley, which I think gave a real confidence boost in January to what was what this team is, is capable of uh, for the weeks and hopefully months ahead. But just picking out a few people in there, Richard Keogh, enjoying himself, the former Ipswich Town ball boy who's come back, not had a huge role to play on the pitch, but Kieran McKenna has been at pains to talk about his role in in mentoring, particularly the, the defence, which has kept so many clean sheets. Same is true of Shawnee Aluko, just good experienced heads that have known their role in this team, that maybe their minutes are starting to fade, but um, they, they have all played their role. Uh, it was great to see Ty- Tyrese John Jules is in the background there. Someone that's quite quickly been forgotten about in football when you get injured and you're out. But they they love Tyrese John Jules. They talk about him being such a popular member of the squad. He could have easily just gone back to Arsenal now and disappeared, but he's back and has been for a few weeks enjoying it. Don Ball as well, front and centre. Greg Lee, who was sort of tag teaming in with. Leif Davis at the start of the season when Leif was just kind of being brought up to speed. All of them have played their part. George Edmondson on, on the right there will have will have had quite a few minutes and, and starts earlier in the season. Um, it's been a real group effort, this. You're on mute. Oh, Mark. You're on mute. Mark. What's going on? There we go. Oh, You're back. Mate. Uh, absolute shambles. Absolute shambles. Someone needs to ask serious questions about the host of this show. Um, two more two more pictures left, boys. Slightly mischievous, light-hearted ones. Um, and then we can take our leave. There he is. <laughs> I've got nothing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh the end of game day, which can only be described as an epic game day. Um, a lot of a lot of things captured, and game day, which I've watched a few quite through quite a few times, um, ends with Ross being interviewed in character with Bono, one of the, the stalwarts <coughs> of the of the show. Ross uh Bono is being Ross and Ross is being <coughs> Bono. Um, and I just thought it summed up the kind of the giddiness of the day. Um, so that's why I put it in. I was hoping you'd laugh a bit more than you did, but there we go. 
He's um, our boy. He's our boy. He was covered, as, as Andy said, he was covered in blue smoke residue. I think he took a flare to the face at, at one stage as well. He's um, He's been in the thick of it all for us this season, hasn't he? And um, you had to wait a little bit longer. For, I think we're still waiting for our town in 25. Um, but yeah, Ross had turned game day around for uh, for that night and to, to show those scenes, which has hopefully been able to kind of get give people their content itch to relive Saturday over and over over the last 48 hours or so before the club start putting some bits out. The prospect. Final picture. Final picture. <laughs> it's only a Heath Dank meme, isn't it? It's uh, it's Ipswich Town in the form of Fabio Wardley standing over a stricken Norwich City FC boys. Now, clearly... This is not really the time to start talking about how they're going to do in the championship and what they need, who they're going to keep, all that kind of stuff. We can do that next week and all summer. But I think one of you touched on it earlier. It feels like the clubs might be going in different trajectories at this point. And our town haven't beaten Norwich since 2009. How are we feeling about this dynamic? That's what, that, it will return to being the first thing you look for when the fixtures come out, won't it? Straight away. Um, this having that back, having that back is going to be great, and and town return to that fixture in in much better health than they've been for quite some time. Norwich will be Norwich won't be looking forward to those games at all. They're worried. They are worried at the moment. You can tell from the timeline. Um, it adds to this is the 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 phrase of this is our time which uh, I've enjoyed how that's grown, the Mark Ashton. I don't know if he's aware of this is our time thing on social media, which I'm sure people are aware of. But, uh, yeah, that all adds to it. Um, that's when it's going to probably hit home, isn't it? Fixtures when they come out. And a reminder that Ipswich are going to be going to uh, all the various grounds in the championship. I'm going to have to completely, we're going to have to relearn the championship, aren't we? We lived the championship for, for more than a decade. And now I, I, I probably can't tell you half the, half the players in there at the moment. We've lived League, League One for a little while. No more Forest Greens and Accringtons and more. Sean, McCon Sean McConville. Don't need to, don't need to worry about him anymore. Um, yeah. None of these Stu, people. Stu, we could be worrying though about going to Goodison Park. Yeah, it won't be the first, Norwich won't be the first fixture that I'm looking out for. <laughs> um, it's, Everton are going down, aren't they? And um, like yeah, being in the same division with Ipswich will take a little bit of a sting out of it. Um, I am missing one game. I have a holiday booked in, so I'm not going to reveal when that is at the moment. But I am. I'm very nervous that that will be good as that will be just my luck. Right then, friends, we've come to the hour of a, a promotion pod special. We've talked about a lot. Of pictures we've talked about a lot of feelings and emotions um is there any anything you want to say by way of wrapping this up Ipswich Town just to reiterate have been promoted they're in the championship they'll be playing in the second tier next season gunning for the Premier League and already they're right up among the favourites to win the championship that's a ridiculous why is that market available now because it <laughs> is you it's fun it's great let's jump on board momentum let's do it boys have they only done it for teams that are actually mathematically guaranteed to be in the championship? I or don't like, care. Are, 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 Everton on, are Everton on there? No. Everton aren't there. On, on there, okay. no. Because obviously you can't put teams that haven't been relegated yeah. yet on there. Um, but I like it. I, I enjoy it. 
and it's just a bit of fun. There we go. But just it's it's kind of evocative of the feeling though, isn't it, around town mm-hmm. and the momentum uh, and what what's been built and the rocket fuel attached to the the, the club. Um, great for the town. Like you mentioned, yeah. what it's done for the town. Just seeing like all the pubs completely full over the weekend. What it does for local businesses. A successful football club means so much for the town. It's felt like Ipswich is a town. There's so many town centres across the country have started to feel a bit a bit tired and um, run down. Um, but having a football club doing what it's doing will will send ripple effect throughout, throughout businesses and pubs and entertainment and everything. It was just great to see the town just feeling so vibrant over the course of the weekend. So, yeah, it's, it's great. Hutchie, any, any final thoughts? I want them to win the league now. Is my yeah. final is my final thought. Um, little trophy, little trophy lift at Fleetwood would be would be a spectacular way to to wrap it all up. Not impossible. Well done to Plymouth as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible season from them. Promoted at, at the weekend as well. They had their own. I'm glad they got to do it at home as well. Um, they had their own celebrations on the pitch. Really pleased for them because uh, we we've kind of seen their journey, haven't we? Yeah for the last couple of years. So I'm delighted that it's those two going up um, automatically. Um, not bothered who wins the playoffs, but I am bothered about Ipswich winning the league. So if Plymouth could get themselves on the beach and um, drop a point or two, uh, drop a couple of points at Port Vale at the weekend, Town can get the job done up there. That would be great. It's going to be very nice sitting back and watching these playoffs with our feet up, with no nerves, thinking what could have been. Sheffield Wednesday, uh, you know, finishing on 90 plus points. And I thought that was really uh, was a nice touch from McKenna in amongst all of this to kind of recognise how he would be feeling if he was Darren Moore and, and Sheffield Wednesday at this point. But just sitting back and watching all the nerves and everything that's going to pour into those playoffs, knowing that, uh, yeah, we're there, we're up. So nice to finish it in first. Um, but yeah, a doff of the cap to Plymouth if they don't, because... Um, They've, they've been remarkable too. 100 points, 100 goals and the trophy on the final day. That would be the perfect end to what has been the pretty much perfect season and perfection at the end of the season as well, which we talked about needing. And they pretty much provided that in a kind of unprecedented juggernaut style fashion. Um, friends, Benson's barking. I need to let him out of the house, I reckon. Um, there may be there may be some toileting issues otherwise about to happen. Um, don't want to conjure any any kind of pictures in your head, but that's what might be going down at Heath Towers. So I'll wrap this up quickly. Um, support our sponsors. Use the code COA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery on all the excellent clobber. Ginger Pickle are the guys that help you with your, your Google ads, your digital marketing, your SEO, all that kind of stuff. Get involved with Ginger Pickle. And also, friends, get yourself. There's no better time to get yourself involved with some Kings of Anglia merch on our shop. Um, I'm wearing the uh, the best-selling hoodie at the moment. Um, it's actually best-selling in, in black and grey, uh, but they're flying out like literally slightly warm cakes, boys, off the shelves. Um, so that's good. Get yourself some, some Kings of Anglia clobber. And as I say, we now have the whole summer ahead of us to talk about Ipswich Town and the Championship and what's going to mean, who they're going to sign, all these exciting things. But the key thing, of course, friends, is that Ipswich Town have finally, after 23 years, been promoted. And it's a wonderful, exciting time to be following Ipswich Town, to be covering Ipswich Town and to be bringing these shows to you. Boys, anything else to, to mention from your uh, your day on Saturday? Was there any kind of peek behind the curtain 
what what happens on promotion day stays on promotion day sort of vibes other than your cheeky little your cheeky beer watson we'd have to kill you if we uh <laughs> if we told you about that fair enough right then friends uh we'll be back later on in the week obviously we've got a, a fleetwood game to build up to a potential coronation as we say uh on sunday um there's only one way i want to end this show and it's the way we started so i'm going to do that now friends ipswich town have been promoted the town are going up finally and we'll speak to you later on in the week Pullman Road has waited so long for this, but Ipswich Town have been promoted. What, what a day. Incredible. That's how you get it done, isn't it? Six nil winners on the final day. Five of them inside 32 minutes. Unbelievable. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.